as of today, Deshaun Washington is still slated to have a six-game suspension for the first part of the season. However, he's seeing most of the first-team snaps in training camp. Uh, on this episode of the Locked On Browns podcast, we'll talk about when they're planning on handing that baton to Jacoby Brissett to get him ready for week one. We'll discuss that and much more on this episode of the Locked On Browns podcast. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things to all pounds. LGB on OB, the Lockdown Browns podcast brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Of course, the Barbershop 92.3, the fan. Garrett Bush at G Bush 91. As always, appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every single day. Of course, the growth. Um, now, with football season opening over on the YouTube channel, it has been fantastic to this point. Uh, certainly could not be more appreciative and thankful uh, for everybody who's you know jumped along, subscribed. Make sure you're hitting the notifications so when the episodes drop, you are ready. You've got them at your disposal. Um, we are going to get a little bit here today. Um, look, we've gone over the line as far as trying to cover every angle of this Deshaun Watson. We're not going to sit here. Look, if the NFL does indeed decide to appeal this, it's news. We'll absolutely have to discuss it, but we are not going to discuss the thought process of whether or not the NFL is going to appeal this. Look, we got we got a team to cover. Uh, this team in a week, less than less than a week and a half is going to be playing an actual preseason football game. But we're not going to sit here and try to speculate on what or what the NFL's intentions are as far as the next step. Deshaun Watson getting the first team reps. We're going to get into that. The wide receiver room we're going to get into. Um, one thing we wanted to get into, we weren't able to yet. There are four field designs out for the layout of First Energy for 2022. Yeah, I'm not going to differ, but I have a feeling a little bit on that one, but we're going to get to that. Deshaun Watson, to this point in training camp, Garrett, he is still taking most, if not all, of the first team reps. And I understand you're in a difficult spot where you have this new quarterback who will miss you know the first six weeks of the season. Um, by the time he does come back October 23rd in Baltimore week seven, which he is tentatively stated to return, you will be talking about a quarterback who almost hasn't taken a live rep in the NFL for two calendar years. I understand all that. I understand it's a new system, new talent around him, everything. But there's not much difference between that and the guy who will be starting week one for the Browns in Carolina and Jacoby Brissett. This is a new system around a whole bunch of new talent. Granted, Jacoby Brissett did play last year. Deshaun Watson, for all that you invested in him, it pretty much should just be, hey, you should be ready to go. Don't care. Don't care why. Don't care what you have to do to get yourself ready. Um, but when I pay you $238 million, it shouldn't be about shaking off the rust. It shouldn't be about whether or not you were ready. If I have to play my backup quarterback for a significant amount of time, the first six weeks of the 2022 season, my and this is where I'm kind of at with it is I, I understand all of this, but when is the transition going to come here, Garrett? And it should probably come hopefully very soon to where Jacoby Brissett is going to be given the time he needs to get ready because whether anybody likes it or not, Jacoby Brissett is going to be quarterbacking this team for the first six weeks of the regular season, and he needs as much time as he feels he needs 
to be able to be the best player he can for the Browns over those first six weeks. I think Kevin Stefanski is in a, in a tough position right now uh, because he's in a, in a position where, you know, you're at one on one hand, you're trying to get a quarterback who hasn't played in a while acclimated. And I wholeheartedly believe that there are two different systems that he's trying to work with um, at the same time. One of the systems, and and I truly wholeheartedly believe, one of the systems for Deshaun Watson is going to look a lot different from what he's going to run with Jacoby Brissett. So if you're going to run two different systems and you're going to have something that is is ready to go um, down the road in week seven or whenever the case he comes back, then you're going to have to, at some point, make sure that he at least gets the base and foundation of what the new plays are going to be. And you're also strapped with the idea that you have to have the uh, Jacoby Brissett be able to come out there and be as comfortable as possible making throws and reads and getting acclimated to taking those first team reps. So for me, it's a very difficult situation. Um, the transition has to start happening if you still want to get uh, Deshaun Watson some playing time, here's what you do. You, you, you If you're going to have him getting playing time, play him in a, in a preseason like it's, it's the it's – the, he's not going to be suspension. Like if, if you were just going to go through a regular preseason where you're giving those reps and your snaps to starters, that would mean during the first game he's going to play a series. During the second game he might play two series. And the third game he might play a series or not play at all. And then from there on, you get the rest of the lion's share of the, the reps. I wouldn't mind Jacoby Brissett being able to happen to play a whole half. Um, to me, uh, he would play quarters, two, three quarters, if it was up to me, just to get him comfortable in what he wants to do. Um, I'd have him playing a bunch and a ton. And in practice, I'd probably start dwindling it, doing, dwindling it down to a point where even though Jacoby Brissett is going to come out second, I still have him running. 65% of the snaps with the first unit, 65% of the snaps and continue to do that. And then I tell Deshaun Watson, we only giving you these touches to knock the rust off, right? We'll get you back up and up and running when those, those first three weeks you're suspended, those next three weeks, that's when you're allowed back in the facility. That's when we start our installing what you're going to be running. And, and this is just to get your feet wet and see what we got and knock the rust, have you get that confidence, get back to the show. You can still play in this league at a high level, and then you can get your mind right coming back the last, the second, the, the third, second part of, of his uh, his suspension and work it like that. What are your thoughts? I think that's maybe a way you're going to go about it. or And maybe you can go, you know, first preseason game, just get it out of the way. Deshaun maybe Watson. the third preseason game, you let Deshaun Watson start, but you treat it like it's a two-minute drill. You go out there. We get the ball, our first drive, we go out there, we're going to run like a two-minute drill. You want to work in game-like conditions. And look, you know, you play these right, you play these preseason games, obviously under a game structure, but you can choose how to do what you want to do. You know, you keep in mind things like that, a two-minute drill. This is something Deshaun Watson hasn't done in an extremely long time. And you can practice this. It is not the same. Even though you have people, you know, at the practices – you're not getting simulated crowd noise of 70,000 people. You're in a road game. I mean, for an example, what happens if this game is tight? First game, he comes back. It's a tie game. Two minutes to go. Browns have the ball in Baltimore. You're on the road. First things first, we know what some of these folks in the stands are going to be saying at and towards Deshaun Watson. So, But you have to find a way to get, you know, even though it's a small sample size for Deshaun Watson, you have to do everything you possibly can to get him 
as much to where he thinks he's ready to go. But Jacoby Brissett, look, he, if he is the lesser player, he needs more time. He needs more time than you know, Deshaun Watson does. You bring up a great point, and I think this is something that a lot of people don't understand, is that Deshaun Watson is allowed back in the building um, week four. So A number one, he can do some scout team stuff for you. You know, similar stuff. You're gonna have a better arm for your defense to see um as far as prepping for the next week's opponents. Um, you can slowly work it in. Um, there's gonna be a lot of young guys, practice squad guys that, you know, once practice ends, come here, guys. Oh no, no, <laughs> you guys aren't done yet. DW needs some more work. So you're all gonna get out here, you're gonna get a little extra in today. Because, you know, Deshaun Watson needs the time he, you know, he's going to need. But it, again, it's, and uh, like you said, it's a very, very difficult spot. It's very rare that you're in this position where you're trying to prep two brand new quarters and you're not going to be playing the quarterback. Ideally, you want to be playing. So you have to get the second one ready. Um, but we're, I think we're going to start to see a transition here uh, where Deshaun Watson is going to get less of the first team reps. You'll start to see Jacoby Brissett get more of those and maybe complicating things in which we'll get here too in segment two is um, the wide receiver room. That situation is certainly not helping anybody right now with a bunch of guys uh, off to the side here. A little bit more coming your way. Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd, your latest Locked On Browns. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture. Real cookie dough, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% chocolate. All of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of actually making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat. Or you can find a real good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. Like all Built Bars, the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they are healthy and tasty. The chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. So good. What's great about Built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You are going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, night treat, or just to grab a quick bite, build a perfect protein bar. They taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a built bar. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15. Back on the Locked On Browns podcast. I want to thank everybody out there for continuing to support. Let's see if we can get to 3,000, man. Let's see if we can get to 3,000 by. I, I'm going to throw it out there. By the second preseason game. That's kind of arbitrary, but we'll throw it out there. We're almost at 2,500. See if we can get to 3,000, man. Continue to uh, to look for our daily podcast. Continue to support us on uh, all major platforms, wherever you download your podcast as well. And make sure you subscribe to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on YouTube. Hit the notification bell and make sure you like, 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 like. Small gesture for you guys, but it's a big, means a, a whole lot to us. So thank you, and we thank you in advance. Uh, Jeff, we talked earlier in, in the first segment uh, about when these when these uh, reps are being d- distributed, how we're going to give them, and how you're going to get on the same page. Now, one of the things that, that really counts is the receiver core as well. The quarterback, 
is just one part of the equation when it comes to your passing game. You need the quarterback and you need the offensive line with the protections as well. So when you look at the receiver core right now and, and they're dropping like flies, we've talked on here uh, a, a, a lot about the, the Browns going out, possibly getting a receiver, possibly getting a veteran there. And one of the things that we talk about is you got Anthony Schwartz down. You got uh, uh, David Bell, who is really part of your plans. Uh, he's down. Uh, you also have Isaiah Weston, who is probably done for the season with an ACL-type injury. Uh, then you look at Amara Cooper, who, who left practice a couple of days ago, did not return with that ankle sprain. These are all things. That means basically your top four receivers are down in terms of what, what you have in depth. So I'm looking at this and I'm saying, if you want to get Jacoby Brissett the best opportunity to go out and, and be impactful, to be a guy that's going to hit the ground running and give yourself the best chance to win some football games, you need to get him some guys out there that are going to be healthy. Some of the young guys already needed the reps. Anthony Schwartz needed the reps. David Bell really needed the reps. I'm not worried about Amari Cooper. That's just more along the lines of, all right, well, you know, I would like to have Amari Cooper out there get, get, uh, acclimated to who's throwing him the football but he's been in OTAs he's a veteran I don't have a problem with that but that was never our problem we were talking about what we had after uh, uh, Amari Cooper three four five and six and then now you got guys dropping like five so um I'll go ahead and let you uh defer to you and, and see what your thoughts are on is this do we bring in another wide receiver and then we could talk about some of the guys uh that have shown up a little bit in the absence, one player goes down, that means that's your opportunity, son. Get out there and make the best of it. Uh, your thoughts on, on the wide receiver depth and the injuries? Well, this isn't helping either quarterback or Coach Stefanski right now. Um, Amari Cooper, it, look, it, you know, when you get to the stage of your career that Amari Cooper is, it's one of those things where, as a coach organization, you, know, you don't have any input on what said player needs to do to be ready to go week one. Uh, this is not Amari Cooper's first rodeo, his eighth year in the league. He knows what he needs to do to be ready to go week one. Um, you know, the ankle injury. And here's also the other thing with it is we keep hearing not a big deal with David Bell, not a big deal with Anthony Schwartz, not a big deal with Amari Cooper. David Bell, it's been zero practice at this point. Anthony Schwartz, it was one practice to this point. Um, Amari Cooper uh, came up lame Monday, did not practice Tuesday. And again, soon. He should be back on the practice field soon. Well, practice is just clicking on by. So when is the question that, you know, saying he'll be fine or he'll be back to the practice field soon, when does this create a tad bit of urgency? Um, the free agent market, there's not a lot there. I mean, it's getting pretty dry. I mean, it's August 3rd, for God's sakes. Um, of course, a name like Will Fuller is still out there. Um, you know, who, who knows where that is, if there is truly legs to that. Uh, so, you know, even if a Will Fuller comes in here, you know, Will Fuller, his success in the NFL is tied to Deshaun Watson. Is he going to come in here and be a guy that's going to help you, you know, basically with the fact that he hasn't played with Jacoby Brissett? Um, so ideally in a perfect world, these guys need to get back to the field early. There's no question about that. But I think, you know, something that has, you know, probably been a surprise um, and maybe it shouldn't be. I mean, the Browns have had success with their two uh, last two sixth round picks. Donovan Peoples Jones, who's had a good camp to this point, the wide receiver position, Demetrius Felton last year, and now this year, wide receiver Michael Woods out of Oklahoma. And you know, I'm not saying you know 
Michael Woods is now in this spot where he's going to jump a David Bell. He's going to jump an Anthony Schwartz, any of that things, any of those things. But for a guy like Michael Woods to go out here and perform early, A, warrants the Browns' selection of him, and B, says, look, if everybody, even if they do come back and they're a little rusty or they're not getting it done the way they need to be, you've got to think that maybe there's an opportunity for Michael Woods to to get some PT, Garrett. Yeah, uh, Michael Woods, to me, I asked Mary Kay Cabot, uh, beat reporter for Cleveland.com. Um, she was on um, the barbershop last night talking to me a little bit about some of the guys that have been stepping up. Uh, and she talked about Mike Woods. You know, she said there's not a very large sample size. Um, and it's very difficult to see because they're not going 100% full go in the pads but she says what she saw and, and from what i've seen myself i look at some of the stuff that he's done especially in the last couple of days he, he looks pretty good looks pretty good uh, you know originally they drafted him in the sixth round um he started 38 or 43 games in his career from 2018 to 2021 uh he had uh, caught 118 passes for 1648 yards 12 touchdowns he was an early tr graduate transfer from the University of Arkansas, then he transferred to Oklahoma, uh, and he earned um, honorable mention all, all Big 12 honors um, in, two, in 2021 after transferring uh, to Oklahoma from Arkansas. So, he, he, you know, he's a guy that it looked like he had a little more burst than I thought. He's still a young guy, 22 years of old, um, he's 6'1", 204, um, but he looks like he plays a little bit bigger than that. I like the way he caught the ball getting upfield. Uh, again, very small, limited sample size. But so far, like what I've seen from Mike Woods, like what I've saw so far with Demetri Felton, that's one of the advantages um, when we talk about how stacked the running back room is. One of the advantages of having all those guys, especially Demetri Felton, is if you do have a stacked running back room, if you have a lot of different people going down, Demetri Felton can do everything that you want him to do. He can run the football. He can catch the football and be a receiver. He's a guy that can work in the return games, special teams. So he's another guy that has really, um, you know, helped himself out by just being healthy and being versatile. And I think I think Jerome Ford showed a, a, a nice burst, um, you know, getting the football and doing some of the things that uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb have been doing. He looks like a pretty good prospect. So, you know, sometimes it, it's one of those things where somebody goes down, you get a chance. And sometimes you get to, you, you make the most of your chance. Uh, and, and you kind of stick and you can become a, a factor in this league. But for me, if I want to give Jacoby Brissett the best opportunity to win games against the Panthers, against the Jets, against the Falcons, all those teams, the Steelers that we're going to play, uh, uh, presumably the six games without Deshaun Watson, then I want to give him the best chance by giving him a better receiver and making sure that we have at least – serviceable depth at wide receiver. But also the question is, if you bring in a veteran receiver now, how much is he going to be able to do? Because by the time he's really acclimated to go out there and participate in a, a preseason game, these guys should be back. So it's such a difficult spot to be in. And the other thing, and, and this is the biggest fear, and if everybody remembers back to Jarvis Landry a couple of summers ago, and it was on Building the Browns, him talking about, you guys ain't practicing. Well, guess what that means? That means everybody in this room now has to do twice as much work because these reps have to be done. These routes have to be ran. These quarterbacks got to get work. So you're overextending other guys, fingers crossed, putting them hopefully not, I'm sorry, not hopefully in the position where something might happen to them. So the, it, it, these guys got to get back, got to get back quickly. Um, 
you know, you need to hear some positives as far as this wide receiver room, um, as far as health and like pretty quickly, because, um, we've talked about this, you know, a bunch, look, you're going in there to Carolina week one. And I'm going to tell you right now, you could see 11 men in the box for the Carolina Panthers defense. Now, what you know about this Browns team is they run the football and they run extremely well. You don't know what Jacoby Brissett brings to this offense. We have no idea yet what Amari Cooper brings with idea and a thought of what you think he can do. And as far as the rest of it, you know, this is all a brand new passing game as far as, you know, most of the players involved. And until I can see you beat me in any phase of it, I'm going to take away the one thing I know that you do well, and that's run the football. Fun one here. Um, the Browns have leaked four possibilities for what the uh, layout for First Energy Stadium will be for 2021. We're going to get to that here in a second. Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd, your latest Locked On Browns. Again, just want to thank everybody who makes Locked On Browns their first listen every single day, whether it's your favorite podcast platform or, of course, now on YouTube. Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. G. Bush in the building, Jeff Lloyd in the building. Thanks for uh, being with us here today, as always. Uh, you, know, you can follow me at gbush91. You can follow Jeff at jefflj underscore under, uh, Lloyd. Again, once again, that's jeff underscore lj uh, underscore Lloyd. And you can you follow us on uh, Twitter as always, man. So we, we're almost there. We're going to continue to keep doing this thing. Preseason is right around the corner. You don't want to miss it. We're going to be breaking this thing down like we always do. Definitely keeping it, uh, keeping the fresh content coming every day. So keep subscribing, keep uh, liking, and, and giving those five star reviews uh, as well. Uh, Jeff, overall, we we haven't got to some of the fun topics. We've had such um, great news, and not, uh, that was being uh, <laughs> that was being very facetious there. We didn't, we haven't had too much great news uh, in the last few weeks, right? We've been very uh, sarcastic there. But uh, when you talk about this one, I really love. Love this uh, this topic. You know, the Cleveland Browns, you know, one of the things that, that I've always had an issue with is the Browns are very conservative and vanilla when it comes to just basically everything. They, 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 we're the only team without a logo on our helmet. We're the only team um, who really doesn't have a, a mascot. Um, even when you talk about the logo, we just have a brown helmet. Like every other team at least has a logo. We don't even have one of those. Uh, so now there was a thing going out there where we're picking the best options for what you think the Browns should do on the football field. A lot of people out here are a big fan of the Elf. Um, I, I, the Elf set outsells everything when it comes to merchandise for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, even though that Elf is not officially the mascot or part of it, uh, it is still seen on memorabilia, uh, you know, uh, you know that is that is sold at for the NFL Network, the NFL shops, all of the merchandise mice places still use the elf. So the question um, was out on Twitter: Which field um, do you really want to see or or would vote for in terms of what the field looks like? Because right now, sometimes the Browns don't even have anything in the end zone. <laughs> Sometimes they don't even got nothing in the middle field. Like, we're trying to come up with something consistent to at least, if you ain't going to put it on a jersey, and you're not going to give us alternate helmets, and you're probably not going to give us another third jersey, the least you can do is give us something in the middle of the field, in the end zones. And for me, I like the elf, not the not the nice elf. I like the mean running elf that's giving them the Jim Brown stiff arm. 
with the Browns in the end zone. I like the little AFC logo there. Um, I know that they won't go with the dog, which I'm, I've always been confused why they wouldn't use a dog to symbolize the dog pound. I mean, you got Swagger, uh, the, the uh, dog mascot. Why not have that to be the mascot? But if you're going to do it, I prefer the running Jim Brown, high-stepping, uh, 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 stiff-arming elf in the, in the middle of the field over the Browns regular orange helmet. Your thoughts, Jeff. Which one do you like? It's an elf, man. <laughs> it's an elf. Like, seriously. Like, I look at it, I think of, like, the Lucky Charms commercial. Uh, if you all remember the Flintstones, they had that little uh, guy who came from out of space, Kazoo. Uh, like yes, when I see the, when I see this, like in the first thing, like I get it. It's a team that essentially doesn't really have a logo. The logo is an orange helmet. And sometimes, and what did we all say before the Washington football team went to commanders? We said, you know what? Washington football team isn't bad because it was unique. Nobody else had it. So the plainness of the Browns orange helmet as its logo, sometimes just just having something is better than trying to go further with it. Other thoughts here. End zone, browns and white. No way around it. Browns and white. It plays off the sidelines around the entire field. The pops. I'll cut you this. If you want to put the elf in the end zone, I'm all right with that. Yes, and it's got to be the stiff form an elf. Not the one where he's trying to pump his chest. I, I, I mean, like right, he's smiling right. but trying to puff his chest like he's this tough thing. It's an elf, for God's sakes. Um, you know, I understand, you know, it's cute. It's adorable, all of these things. But is that what you want to associate your, your team with? It's cute? It, you know, I, I just, you know, in a world where lions and, you know, panthers and things like this are sports teams' names, you know, the fact that we want to go with the elf. Granted, the one with the stiff arm, it's a cool look to it. I got to be honest with you. If that's the one that was the brainchild of Nathan Zagara, I got to be honest, that's probably the one it's going to be. I ain't going to lie to you. It seems kind of like, you know, that one maybe tipped a tad bit. But Browns in, in the end zone. Me personally, I don't care if you have the AFC logo in there or not, if you want to put one of the elves in there. Um, but if we're going to do it that way, you know, if it's going to be that elf in the middle of the field, definitely get the helmet. You know, I, I would just go – I would go one big helmet, Browns in a large – I'm talking big, big white. And I'm talking like more white than you see grass as far as that. Um, and look, if this team is supposed to be as good, uh, you know, as one of uh, one of the best teams they've ever had, possibly, go ahead, do it up. You know what I'm saying? Bled. And here's the other thing, though. Let's not get to week six and we see like the remnants of what the field used to look like. Because this is the problem they have. And look, part of it's a weather issue. I get it, things in that. But the problem is, is you get to week seven or week eight, and you can barely make out what's on the field anyway. <laughs> because and it's like, oh, you got to put a little effort in here, guys. I know it's a lot harder to do with rain, with moist ground or whatever, but let's get this thing looking right. Because if this product is supposed to be what it's supposed to be, like, man, you got to change your mentality everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Look good, feel good, do good. That field's got to, that field has to resonate and that field has to show what this team is capable of. Yeah, I, I think if you go, and the least you give, uh, at least you give the tough elf. Uh, I, I'm with you on the end zones. It, it's the tough elf. The tough yeah. elf. Oh, my God. Give it drives me, me nuts. Give me the tough elf. We'll take the tough elf. But the here's my elf. thing, too. I can't, that, that's, I don't understand what's going on. In it. Like, 
there, you got money. Stop not putting. There's sometimes. Remember, there's some years, Jeff, you go to First Energy Stadium and there'd be nothing in the end zones at all, just sitting there chilling. <laughs> I'm like, are you trying to save on paint? What are you doing? Uh, you already don't have cheerleaders. You already don't have a mascot. You don't have a decal on the helmet. You're not going to give us any alternate helmets, by the way, which they should have. I'm, I'm, I'm disgusted that 14 teams got them already. We don't got one. That's, we'll save that for another day. But I'll agree with you, man. And, and, and if you can give me the tough-looking elf, I'll be cool with that. All right. Well, I mean, look, the helmet, you've always done the helmet. So if you're going to go different, give the people what they want. I not being one of those people. I will just tell you that right now. Um, I would rather the dog. I would rather the vicious looking, the dog for me would probably work. Um, You could do it right. But I, again, I have a feeling, Um, you know, and especially when Nathan Zagara said it was his, uh, I have a pretty good feeling that I think it's going to be the stiff arming elf <laughs> at center field. But here's the, just make it consistent. Can it be there every week? And can the field look crisp and clean? He is Garrett Bush, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Monday through Friday, 11 to 1 on YouTube. The Barbershop 92.3, the fan. Um, certainly open a little bit more uh, during the summertime, but every Saturday morning, 9 to noon. Um, Garrett was in there late last night. If you guys were up, well, you know, it's very rare you get a Jeff Lloyd Garrett Bush convo at 11 o'clock at night, but there was one yeah, there last night. Yeah, we in there, man. We did that, man. Definitely. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So uh, make sure you're checking out all of Garrett's work. Uh, you know, very, very busy this time of the year. Uh, things picking up uh, for everybody who afforded Garrett and I a ton of opportunities. Um, starting Monday with all the Browns news that broke, uh, we appreciate it. Um, I know I woke up yesterday. You know, the voice was a little sore after speaking a ton on Monday. But uh, any chance we can get to go out there and push our product, we certainly are appreciative of all of that. Make sure you're following at GBush91. Uh, myself, Jeff Lloyd, Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, the show at Lockdown Browns, follow that account. DMs are open. Questions, ideas, thoughts, you guys are always free to hit me up. Uh, as much as you guys do and spend time here, the least we can do is pay you back in spades. Appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every single day, whether it's on your favorite podcast platform or, of course, now on YouTube. Make sure you're following, subscribe to the show, hit the notification button, get all the info as soon as it hits so you've got it right into your ears. Um, it's more's coming here, obviously. The Browns practicing today on Wednesday. Browns will have off on Thursday. Then it's going to kind of shift the new way preparation as the Browns will play a preseason game next week. Um, so you know, tons of coverage. Garrett and I always here to bring you the uh, all the news we can, uh, the best to our ability. You know, we're here every day to give it to you guys like only – we can. So with all of that being said, hope everybody enjoys to uh, you know, kick the week's tail. Happy hump day. And this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.